Good morning and welcome back, Every Given Sunday family. Back for another installment of Every Given Sunday podcast, man. I'm Joe Jennings here with Brandon Harewood, Michael Tilly. How y'all doing this morning? Fantastic, as always. Yes, sir. Doing good. Well, I lost, so I'm not doing good. <laughs> well, how many leagues are you in? Huh? I said, did you lose in every league like I did last uh, week? One, two, three, four, five. So I went two and seven. I mean, two and five. So nice. nice. It leaves me a random one. We, we missed league high score because some guy, we put a 160. He decided to put a 165 or something. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> cool, I guess. Anyhow, but uh, as always, another week in the books, man. Week eight down. Back for our week eight recap for you guys. Um, we're going to jump right into our injury and news report. Um, we can start off with the most important piece of news. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been diagnosed with the torn Achilles. He's out for the season. Now it makes Tilly's point more interesting. Like, I mean, at this point, if you really bring Justin Jefferson back, you got it. I mean, it's not worth it. But because at this point, they could tank and get Caleb Williams or whoever they think is the Drake May, whoever they think is the guy, I guess. Could they, though? They have four wins. I about to say, that's the bad part is that they've actually went on a little win streak after uh, Jefferson went down. They're in in contention, like, to make the playoffs now. So, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I don't know what I don't know every team in front of him that has a worse record. Like every team that has less than four wins, I don't know how many teams that is. But I do know that's gonna change very quickly this next second half of the season. They actually might not win another game. Let me ask y'all this. What do you guys know about this guy Jaron Hall, the backup QB? From Brigham Young University. What's his name again? Jaron Hall. Oh. He's a a rookie. He's a twenty five year twenty five year old rookie. Yeah, because you have to go on a Mormon mission trip when you go to BYU. Um, I just know that BYU was pretty decent the past couple of years, uh, but I I don't know if he's good enough to lead the team to the playoffs. Um, there are some names out there that I would be shocked if they don't try and go and get. There's still Carson Wentz, who hasn't signed with the team. Uh trade deadlines today so it's going to be interesting to see if they make any moves um but like i said i think the name to look out for is carson wentz and this is going to be ugly but maybe colt mccoy yeah that's gross <laughs> what does this do for like jordan addison hawkinson osborne also had a good game this week are they like are they still must starts well addison and hawk i feel like you got to start them yeah like it's just, you got to because the Vikings are my problem back, is they're still gonna be playing for behind. I was just saying, my problem is you don't know necessarily because, like, we know Jefferson can do it without Kirk Cousins, but I want to believe that Addison's talent is good enough, but we're gonna have to wait and see. But as yeah. of right now, based on what he's done the past, what the whole season, pretty much, uh, you have to play him and Hawkinson. And then what about, Madison? what about Madison and uh, Cam Akers? Because Akers scored this game. I don't think Madison had a good game, but, I mean, people were playing Madison every week. I, think it's I, I didn't like either of them anyway, so I definitely don't like them now. <laughs> yeah. If they, might if, they don't trade, if they don't trade or pick up a QB, it's probably going to be pretty gross. 
Yeah. Um, so um on a serious note, always uh we don't joke about injuries, so get healthy, Kirk, you know, um, however long it may take. It might be this is gonna be sad, but that could have been his last NFL snap. I hope not. I mean, I don't agree with that. He's how, still better. He's still better than a lot of starters. How old is he though? Mm, and I know Aaron Rodgers is. I'm about to say I'm not trying to be that Rogers. guy. I know he's not Aaron Rodgers, but all right, bro. He's 35. I'm with Tilly. I mean, I get it. It could be like it's not like it's unrealistic. That could be like his like. like I don't think it'll be his last snap. If you're just saying like they should go out and grab a Carson Wentz and, and okay, Colt McCoy, is what, is what I think he could be that at least. What we're saying is, what is the chance of him actually playing next year? Because he already got know, he got he got hurt exactly halfway through the season. So if he doesn't feel comfortable halfway through, is there any point of him playing next year? He needs to go to uh, Aaron Rodgers' guy and get that whatever Aaron Rodgers surgery was. So by some chance he ends up sitting out the whole next year. You think he's going to play the year after? I mean, maybe as a backup. As as, I mean, he could, but I mean, at that point, he damn near going to be. Thing is, yeah, my thing is, name a quarterback that they're gonna. That's a starter right now. That. Is going to be the starter next year, guaranteed that someone's going to get rid of. So, like, like Jimmy Garoppolo, for instance, I'm pretty sure like Kirk Cousins can at least be a Jimmy Garoppolo in a year and a half, or whenever he's healthy, or in a year. Yeah. Like Jimmy Garoppolo looked terrible last night. I think it just depends on who gets these low draft picks because if the Raiders get a low draft pick, they might be taking the QB. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, I think right now that they've got to have one of the worst records in football. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Matthew Stafford has a UCL spring. It's considered day to day. Yeah, UCL. It was a. Uh, it was. It was a. We're getting smacked in the face. I don't want to play anymore. Spring. <laughs> See, yeah, the Cowboys gave it to him pretty bad. Yeah, that was crazy. Or they looked like the air raid. It looked like they were literally. Running the air raid. Oh, well, um, I mean, to answer the quick question, you got to play Cup. You got to play Puka. Yeah. They may lean on the run a little bit more this next game um, if Stafford doesn't play. So, I, mean, I guess that's good for, like, Henderson. But, yeah. It's had a rough – Cup's had a rough two weeks. You yeah. Look at it. He's, he's, do you think he's, he's a trade four candidate probably at this point? You can have Devontae to clean up the cup owners. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Um, I mean, hopefully Stafford's okay. But, I mean, realistically, you're going to play the receivers anyway. I just hope if you are Stafford, QB starter for some reason, in a one QB league, that, that he gets oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Joshua Dobbs is no longer the starter. Um, whoever put that in there, I guess maybe you can give a little more detail. Yeah, I don't know where this came from. I mean, this is something that just popped up on Sleeper. Um, it could be a hint at, I know they uh, removed, what's his name? Um, Tyler Murray from IR. And he also was a full participant in practice last week. Yeah, and this week as well. So, I mean, this could be a hint that he could be com- possibly coming back this week. Um, but a weird comment they also added is that if it isn't Kyler Murray this week, it'll be Clayton Toon starting. So I don't know what that means for Joshua Dobbs. Maybe he's getting traded. Maybe he's going to, to the Vikings. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but yeah, I guess Joshua Dobbs, who's looked pretty good, isn't going to be starting this week. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I'm not surprised, to be honest. I think they wanted to play Kyler last week. I'm not trying to be funny or cocky. They just didn't want to play him against the Ravens. Like, I'm pretty sure they wanted to play him last week, in my opinion. But um, um, if you are a Kyler owner or if you need a quarterback, Kyler might be on your waivers. You know, just throwing it out there if you want to take a chance at it. If you're in Slaga, he's not. What, you hoarding Kyler Murray? A league full of meat stretchers. <laughs> Anyhow, Desmond Ritter, the podcast EGS's favorite quarterback, was benched. So I guess it's Heineke time. Sadly. Yes, sir. <laughs> Is this any-, any better for anyone, I guess? I, mean, I don't know, because there were a few games where, shoot, I mean, Ritter was thrown for like 300 for like three weeks in a row or something, or like two weeks. Um, I'll just say, I don't know. He looked a lot better running the offense than yeah. Heineke did. It looked, I mean, than uh, Ritter did. Heineke looked like he actually was running an NFL offense, whereas Ritter sometimes. <laughs> Ritter looks like an ex- he looks like an experiment when he's uh, at QB. Like Heineke was twelve for twenty one, one hundred seventy five passing yards and one touchdown. If that gives any context, so I mean, I just think it's naturally he has more experience in the league. Like, may not be a superstar, but he's a better option probably to run an offense at this moment than Desmond Ritter would be. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I think if you were starting any Falcons players, you were still starting now. I don't think much changes if I keep playing or not. To be honest, um, yeah. Any other news y'all guys want to hit on before we get into our segment? Nah, I'm good. Good. Um, as always, we can go ahead and hop into our uh, players of the week. Either one of y'all can start first, so I'll just look at something. I'll do it. My boy, Jameer Gibbs, uh, running back from the Detroit Lions, man. I, love, I mean, he had a great week last week. He had 23, 23 points, but this past week, um, on Monday, he put up 27 points in half-point PPR. Um, what I like the most about this performance, um, when comparing it to his last performance, he had 26 carries, 152 yards. And when you look at it, his yards per game has been great every single week. Um, he's a really efficient runner over the year. He's run 5.25 a carry. Um, and he still was very involved in the receiving game, five targets, five catches, 37 receiving yards. Um, so it looks like he's, he's picking up some steam. Um, he is, it's been beneficial that he's had this experience while David Montgomery has been injured. They are going into their bye. Um, so I think the plan was David Montgomery will be healthy after the bye. So it'll be interesting to see like how that split works. Um, once Montgomery comes back, I mean, what do you guys think will happen? Do you think, cause at first it was like Montgomery was a straight bell cow. Like, do you think now Jameer Gibbs will get, little more work where it'll be 50 50 or do you think like that was my question yeah what what's gonna happen because i'm kind of concerned because like montgomery i bet it's gonna be 50 it's gonna be gross i bet but luckily the lions are scoring a lot of points um i bet it'll be closer to 50 50 but montgomery has an injury history so all it takes is one thing and he's down again so yeah, uh, for me, it's probably going to be 50-50. I don't think it'll – I think there's still more weeks. I think Montgomery will probably still get more carries, like, overall. But I think Gibbs probably can get more touches on a week-to-week basis. Gibbs mm-hmm. looked elite. Like, yeah. last night, he looked elite. 
and there also isn't it isn't certain that Montgomery will be back right after the bye. I mean, I don't think he's done any limited practice or anything like that, but it's definitely something to monitor because it was like a it was like a rib injury. So for a power running back, like the way he, his play style could, I don't know if it could linger more or how that would work. Yeah. Um, I mean, he looked really good last night, bro. Just like, I really was up by so much in the league, and I lost because of that, man. Like, I thought I had that win for sure. Another league I just lost in because he just, I was like, bro, what is going on? Like, yeah. What is cool? Do you trade for him or trade him away? Like, how do you value him going forward? I would keep him, but I would try and I don't know if you can trade a low for him. That's the problem. True. Like, what are, what are you going to give up for him? If mm-hmm. you can call me crazy. Would if you're the Kyron Williams owner and someone offered you Jameer Gibbs? That's I mean, a good if, question. If I know yeah. Kyron's if I know Kyron's gonna get the same volume he was getting before he got hurt, and I still want Kyron Williams. Look, it's early. I'm making you use your brain this morning. <laughs> um well, yeah, man. Yeah. I give about time we finally had a damn breakout week or real breakout week. He just reminds me so much of Kamara, like how he plays and how he looks when he hits a hole. It's kind of crazy. Because that he was looked, his comparison when he came when he was coming out with Kamara. So yeah, he looked great. Shout out to Jameer Gibbs. Keep it going, man. Um, slowly starting to show people why we picked you that high in all fantasy leagues around the world. Um, I'll go ahead uh, back to my hometown. Um, shout out to Mr. Gus Edwards, running back from the Baltimore Raven. Um, who was also start of the week. <laughs> also was my start of the week. And prove me wrong. Prove me right. Was the RB1 on the week. Didn't think he'll be doing that good. Um, yeah, Gus Edwards, first RB1 career finish of fantasy history. So ain't that something. Um, yeah. Finished with 19 carries, 80 yards, three touchdowns, two catches, 14 yards. Um, so that was a pretty productive day, man. Overall, you know, 21 touches. You got 94 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, me and Tilly just talked about it the whole time. I was just like, well, if the because at first the Ravens were pissing me off. I'm like, bro, stop passing the ball every play. Like, seriously, bro, Gus is getting 70 yards of carry. Stop throwing the ball to Odell because he's pissed off. Like, <laughs> I hate when y'all do that. Y'all, that random deep shot to Odell. I'm just like, what? what? Did y'all see him on the sideline? Did you see him throw a little fit? I don't know why. I mean, it's not like I don't get it, but damn, bro, what you what you want to do? Okay, well then go play for somebody who's one and six and throws you the ball every play. Then yeah, like, like yeah, <laughs> it's but, not like he's making. I mean, he makes uh, a catch here and there, but it's not like he's just dominant. He just needs the ball every every play. He, he knew before he came in. We had a first round rookie receiver. We yeah. had another first round pick in Bateman, who was still in his second or third year. Yeah, we had Mark Andrews, and we run the ball a lot. What did you? I mean, he already knew what he was getting into. Um, but player player role, Odell. But back to Gus, man. Yeah, shout out to Gus. Um, made me proud this week, my boy. I'm about to say that was just amazing. I was just watching the game, like, bro, please just keep giving him the ball, because I don't know if Gus ever really got one of these twenty carry games. He really could go for like one fifty. They just don't give him the carries over and over. We've been saying this his whole career. Like, he's a great yards per carry guy. And in his offense, he's going to be a touchdown machine. We have that that like read option with Lamar. Like so, going forward, like is he just a start? I mean, like I said, the only thing is you're going to be dependent on some touchdowns some weeks. But yeah, I mean, we get to the goal line enough to where he probably can get you on. 
And the volume is there. I mean, the, if you look at the last five weeks, 15 carries, 12, 16, 14, 19. I mean, it's not like he's just uh, eight carry or nine carry guy like he used to be. Like, he's getting in the teens, averaging around like 15 carries a game. So, and if he's going five a pop, four a pop, I mean, he's yes. probably outperforming a lot of running backs. Well, yeah, that was a good week. And you notice last week he finishes the RB6, back to back 20 point weeks for Gus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Shout out to Gus Edwards, my start, my player of the week, man. Um, thank you for helping the Ravens win, my boy. Um, you going to get New York, still? I go. Mine is the current number wide receiver two on the season. Uh, Mr. AJ Brown, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, finished with twenty nine points and a half PPR, one hundred thirty yards and two touchdowns since week three. He has had more than 125 yards every single game. Um, what? He yeah. did it again last week. 130, Dude. 137, 131, 127, 175. He's on a nasty pace right now. Um, yeah, Jeffrey. I mean, scored two touchdowns. Uh, it's clearly the Justin – or not, not Justin, Jesus. Clearly Jalen Hurts go-to guy. Uh it's just it's kind of crazy they're in a shootout, but yeah, I mean, regardless of the game script, it looks like he's going to be heavily involved. Um, so yeah, I mean, great week. They've got a tough match against Dallas next week, but I'm sure he's still going to get his ten targets and get his share. Because I mean, these finishes have been wide receiver eleven, one, thirteen, eight, two, and three. So, um. Uh-huh. It's an amazing week. I'm not about to um, <clears throat> sit here and harp on the dimes. I mean, at this point, he's doing it every week. Um, if you have him or if you're keeping up with him, man, he's just – he's unguardable. He's unstoppable, to be completely honest. Um, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen anything like him in a while. Like, his the way his body's built, who he's comparable to, like, he's just a freak. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because I'm looking at stats. Like, I'm just comparing to last year. Like, he was wide receiver five last year. He had 88 catches. Right now, it's only week eight. He has 60 catches already. The accuracy is crazy. Like the volume's there, and he's catching most of these targets. And and then you you factor in his yards per catch. Like I don't know, it's a nasty pace he's on. Like yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Y'all know Julio found the box. I saw that. <laughs> Julio's back. I'm not I'm not spending time on that. Um, we're gonna wire, bro. Screw y'all and Julio. <laughs> um, we're going to get into our overperformance of the week. Um, and I'll go ahead and jump in with mine. Mine was Mr. Rashid Shahid of the New Orleans Saints, wide receiver, um, which he had a great week, but rough finishes the wide receiver four, three targets, three catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown. That is just crazy to have finishes a top five wide receiver on three receptions under all circumstances. Um, and she just had some good games this year. You know, it's been a little up and down, but – I feel like that's I'm so say, this poor guy. He was my overperformer a couple of weeks ago. He's just getting yeah. just the podcast. Yes, is just <laughs> hating on him. No, I agree Gabe, though. It's Gabe Davis it's Jr. This, it's the same reason he was mine. Yeah, because remember Gabe Davis had like 14 targets this week. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I agree. It's the yeah, same thing a couple weeks ago. Wide receiver four on three catches is just unexplainable. Nobody's about to explain that to me. That's a Randy Moss <laughs> that line. I mean, really honest. 
You know, f- 51 yards per catch. Come on, bro. Like, what? <laughs> 27% of uh, snaps. Is he a yak or a rack guy? The lowest snap percentage of the year he finishes is a wide receiver four. I'm done. <laughs> Y'all can take it over from here. What do you I'm do if he uh what if you do if he does it again next week? Huh? What if he does it again next week? It'll be my old performer next week again. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, he's sitting on someone's bench in Slaga. Yeah. Go trade okay, for Yeah. He's a trade four guy. Tell high. <laughs> feel free. That's all I had on Shahid, man. It was just Three catches. Crazy to do that. Yeah, let me stay with the receivers then because I'm going to go to the retirement home for mine. Um, I didn't even know he was playing <laughs> What? Mr. Jamison Crowder. Uh, before this week, he had three fantasy points in the season. He was your wider, wide receiver at 11 this week. Seven receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to attribute this to Sam Howe throwing for 397 yards and throwing the ball 52 times. Why does he keep doing this out of nowhere? Howell is crazy. What do you mean out of nowhere? Like every like every other game, all of a sudden he'll just have a 300 yard game. I'm just like, bro, what the heck? He's your he's your he's your QB eight on the season. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, Mr. Jameson Crowder. Uh nobody knew you were still playing. Um but unfortunately, I don't think Sam Howell's going to throw the ball 52 times for four touchdowns every week. Uh, and you're the number four option at the wide receiver position in the offense. So, yeah. Uh, um, I didn't even know. Let's, he was let's put it this way. I don't know who caught the fourth, but McLaurin and Dotson caught a touchdown. So three receivers got a touchdown. Someone check if Curtis Sam- Sam- did Curtis Samuel catch it. Because if Curtis Samuel think- caught it, then every. I don't think Curtis Samuel played. Wait. That's, that's oh, yes, he did. 19%. Curtis Samuel got hurt during this game. Well, there's your reason. That, yeah. Um, maybe if he's playing the Curtis Samuel role going forward, he, if he does it again, I might be interested. But yeah, it was nasty. It was disgusting. <laughs> All standards. Um, yeah, I'll get into my guy. I'm gonna just split this. Um, Will Levis and D Hop. Um, Will Levis, man, first start in the NFL. Um, only threw the ball 29 times, had 19 completions, but four touchdowns. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, a lot probably the best QB performance that Tennessee's seen in I don't know how long. Um, I'm just gonna say this before you keep going. He got my ass. Because I started the Falcons, I started the Falcons defense thinking they were going to be licking their traps. Yeah, that was crazy. I did not expect that, and it's good to see that. I mean, he was giving DeAndre Hopkins down the field targets, um, which he hasn't been receiving this entire season. Um, only six targets for Hopkins, four catches, hundred twenty yards, but three ca- uh, three touchdowns. Just a uh, overperformance. Like no one saw this coming. A lot of people didn't even want to play any Titans. Once uh, Tannehill went down, um, and it looked like it just helped the entire offense. Um, D Hop looked good. I think D- Derek Henry even had a good game in a tough matchup. So I think he's expected to start going forward. I mean, does this give you guys more confidence in Hopkins going forward? Or I know we were kind of sketchy on Henry, but I mean, you have more confidence. I mean, in he's not going to throw well. four touchdowns every week. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. but 
I mean, he could still be very productive and be very good. Uh, obviously, won't be four touchdowns a week good. Um, but yeah, I truly believe if they lost that game, they really probably would have traded Derrick Henry or D Hop. Um, so I think they just saw how good they were that game with Levis, and I guess maybe want to see a little bit going forward with all of them together. He's gonna see nightmares <laughs> on Thursday night. Perhaps. That's what I was about to say. Thursday night, we'll see if he really can play or not. Yeah. Um, and he'll be at Pittsburgh. So, yeah, good luck, my boy. Um, well, yeah, uh, we can go ahead and head our underperformance of the week. Um, I'm going to go back to the start. Do you want to start or do you want me to go? Yeah, mine is – let me start. Let me just start. Because yeah, there is no reason you should have had six fantasy points when they won <laughs> the way they did. Uh, the Cowboys won 43 to 20, and Tony Pollard had six fantasy points. Uh, 12 carries for 53 yards, no touchdowns, one reception. Um, and only played 65% of snaps. Are we concerned? Yeah. Uh, A little bit. Ask Malik, not me. Um, <laughs> wow, Malik is yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been I've been concerned. That's why I traded him away. Um, it's the concerning thing to me is he has two finishes inside the top twelve, and you draft him as a top twelve guy, and he has. Let's put it this way: he has more finishes outside the top twenty four than he does within the top twelve. Um, he has he hasn't scored since week one on the ground or in general, and he plays the Eagles next week. Then week twelve, Washington. Week 13, Seattle. Week 14, Philly. And what something we didn't mention is Seattle just traded for another D-lineman, so their defense is going to get even better. Um, and then they play Philly again week 14. I, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, it's just like the upsides in there that we saw um, last year. Like, what was so special about him last year? He would break off all these long runs. I mean, his yards per carry isn't terrible this year. 3.92, but from a guy like this, I mean, this is somebody you expect. Like, I know it sounds like kind of crazy, but like close, nearing like 4.5, five yards per carry by the way he ran in the past. So I don't know if that injury he sustained last year is he's still recovering from that or what the situation is from that, but he just doesn't look the same like he did like the last two years with the Cowboys. The problem is he's not scoring. Like, yeah. It's. It's really yeah. hard in fantasy unless you're what doing what Kamara or McCaffrey does, and I guess Gibbs right now. If you don't score to be super productive, yeah. I mean, my, my other concern. Sorry, Joe. My other concern is: th- did you see how well their the the offense how they were running it last week worked? When they're throwing it finally. Like, what if they say, you know what? We just beat the Rams, who are a team that's in the playoff race by three touchdowns. Not beat them; they beat they literally destroyed them. Yeah, you watched the game; it was ugly. Um, what's going to stop them from saying, "Let's just keep airing it out"? Yeah, I don't blame. To be honest, um, it's just been really bad, bro. This does not look good. To be honest, I don't. If you're a Tony Pollard owner, then. Maybe ride the wave or ride the storm out. Hopefully, he comes back around. He's still Tony Pollard. I'm not like he doesn't have the ability to be who he is. But now, is he a trade for guy? Yeah, it might depend on how bad you need to run it. Send him the Gibbs package. Yeah, you rather have Gibbs or Pollard? (laughs) 
I don't know. Let me ask you this, Joe. Standalone value, I'd rather have Gibbs, assuming if Montgomery doesn't play some more this season, you want Gibbs more. Yeah. Gibbs looks better than him. Joe, would you start Gus Edwards next week or are you starting uh, Tony Pollard against Philly? You're a nasty man. <laughs> I'm just asking the Ravens guy. I mean, at this point, Gus has finished the top five RB back to back week. Um, I think I'm going to start Gus. Yeah. That's, me crazy. So he's not must start. That's basically what you're telling me about Pollard. Let's get, let's get into your despicable underperformer. Everybody pissed me off last night. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I just basically did the Raiders receivers just in combination. But really, the main guy you're looking at here is Devontae Adams. Um, he's had a rough, like, I wouldn't say rough, but, like, these last four weeks hasn't been, like, the Devontae Adams. It's rough. Country. It's okay. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> I mean, 6.5, 3.9. He does a squeaky wheel and gets 12 targets in week seven, but only amounted to nine points in half-point PPR. And this past last night, I mean, Detroit's defense is good, but Jesus, like, seven targets, one catch, 1.6 uh, fantasy points in half-point PPR. Like, it's getting a little scary. And even, like, I mean, it was the entire team. Garoppolo, first game back from injury, you had a little bit more confidence in, in Adams. It just – they kept getting sacked. Like, Garoppolo just throwing picks. Um, he only threw 126 passing yards. It's I'm a, a little concerned. Yeah, I'm concerned goes, about his offense. Who goes first, McDaniel or Garoppolo? <sighs> I don't even know what the Whoa. issue is. Like – I don't know my answer. I'm just curious what you guys think. Garoppolo, <laughs> but then McDaniel will be out the week later. So both. I think I think McDaniel goes first, but that's just me. He'll be back the way by me, bro. This is like getting bad. Like what are we? Because even Jacoby Myers was productive at least up to this point. Like what? What's yeah? And they just lost to the Bears the week before, twelve to thirty. To to uh whoever their backup QB is like Benye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His name's actually Badger. Yeah. His name's Badget. Don't disrespect him. Charcuterie. Listen, what I'm saying is, <laughs> yeah, bro, you got to reevaluate. You lose to the Bears with their backup by three touchdowns almost. Call the cops. Call in the National Guard. Delete the team. Like, this is bad. I'm going to be honest. Um, but I'm going to get stick on the wide receiver route and get to my underperformer of the week. Thanks again, Chris Olave, wide receiver of the New Orleans Saints, who finished with seven points, your wide receiver 57 on the week. Please tell me everybody in America saw that ball he dropped. Oh, yeah, him running the, the noggin. It was a 40-yard touchdown. The thing hit him dead in the visor. How better do you want Derek Carr to throw it? <laughs> I literally smacked him in the visor. I don't – no, literally, bro, that, that would have made him have 17 points instead of seven. That's a whole 10-point swing. Like, And, yes, I hate to say it, a lot of this sit <clears throat> on the performance of the week was based off that one catch. Like, That one catch would have changed the whole trajectory of where he was ranked this week. Um, so, I don't know. Once I mean, again, I'm not really concerned, but, I mean, okay. he hasn't had a time. Are you concerned? That was my question. Are you oh, concerned? He hasn't even had one wide receiver one finish on the year. That's yeah, that's what it is. It's like the targets are there, but they have a lot more weapons in this offense this year. Like, like we just talked about Shahid. Michael Thomas has been consistent all year. Kamara is has way too much volume as well. 
So it's just like they're not depending on him like they were last year, like where he just, you know, he's the whole offense. Like, So I think his upside is capped a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. I mean, it's just like, bro, he literally has not even – he's only finished in the top 15 once. That's my thing. You drafted him as a top 12 guy. Yeah. He's or really top awesome. borderline top 12. Yeah, he's just a wide receiver two at this point. Just that area that people drafted right there, the Waddle is finally coming on, but the Waddle, Alave, Smith. Yeah. Smith wasn't good before this Higgins. week either. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I still want to lobby just because the volume is so high. Yeah. But, yeah, man, those are the underperformers of the week for you guys. Yeah, so next we're going to go ahead and get into our droppable guys of the week that you feel like you can take off your rosters. I'm heading into this week. Um, I start off with mine. Um, I think it's clear Kareem Hunt has become more the number one back, and Jerome Ford has slowly become the number two back again. Um, not saying there's no need to roster Ford, but you're pretty much holding him for handcuff reasons, it seems like, it's starting to head towards so I personally would go ahead and drop forward, especially after last week. I mean, it's not like he's – I mean, if the numbers were still good, it'd be different, but the numbers are going down. The snap percentage is going down. Kareem Hunt is getting more tick. So it's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Um, are you – you can go ahead since you also have a running back because um, it's – yeah, I guess people are still rostering him. Yeah, my guy will be uh, Miles Sanders. Um, yeah, this is bad because I know he missed a game right before the bye week six. Um, I think he had a groin injury, and then they went into a bye week seven. He comes back week eight, and he gets two carries for zero yards, zero points, 18% of, uh, of snaps. I think he lost his job to uh, to Hubbard, so. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, kind of similar to Ford. I mean, he had his little run beginning of the season, and then now it's just like he lost his job. It's basically a handcuff, if you want to call him that. But, yeah, I think the guy in this backfield is uh, Chuba Hubbard or Chuba Hubbard. I agree. I'm a Miles Sanders owner in Jesus, three leagues. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be tough. Um, I'm going to stay on the running backs here just because I think it's the easiest. Uh, this one's a little different, though, because I know some leagues don't have an IR spot. So if you don't, my guy, the, the droppable, I think it's Cleo Herbert. Um, yeah. He's owning 62% of leagues. Even if he comes back, I think Deontay Foreman has proven that he's going to be deserving of carries. They've got the rookie Roshan Johnson still. Um, so I just think with backfield, the backfield, I honestly think the only guy you want right now is uh, Deontay Foreman, in my opinion. Um, although I didn't, I know Johnson played again this week. I didn't check his stat line, but regardless, it's not. Kill Herbert, when he comes back, it's probably going to be right there around third on the fighting order. Yeah, Johnson only had six carries. Um, which honestly, in my opinion, you could probably drop him too, because Foreman had nine, Johnson had six. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if either of those guys are playable on a weekly basis. And it's not even like Herbert was special before he got hurt. I mean, he had that one game where he went off, where they went off against Denver, but he's kind of been tough to play even before then. And then with the boy Ben Gay at QB, I don't know how this offense is. Uh... <laughs> 
it's like a badge in a QB. I don't know how how much how, how many points his offense putting up. Look, it's all right. I'll let everybody disrespect him because the footballers <laughs> called him footballers called him Bilbo Baggins. So <laughs> now nah, he's actually doing his thing, man. He's doing all right. Look better than Grappolo. Y'all disgusting. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and get to our final segment of the week as always man which is gonna be our waiver wire pickups of the week um i usually wait to the end of the episode for me to find one and i found one um based off what y'all just said and it may i can say this this is probably a temporary pickup i'm telling you i'm telling you you're probably gonna have to drop him again in a few weeks but i do want chubba i'm not gonna lie like yep. he's on he's on waivers he's gotten 15 to 18 carries back-to-back weeks he has three straight green matchups so if anything, this is your chance to use him while you can have a good matchup if he's still on your waiver. Um, so I kind of think Miles Sanders is non-existent as we kind of just uh, hinted towards slash talked about. So I don't know. I like Chubba going forward at least for the next three weeks. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna get into my guy, um, Trey McBride. Yeah, yeah, I like this one. Ertz got put on IR, and McBride played 82 percent of snaps. Tight end two on the week. 14 targets, 10 catches, 95 receiving yards, and a touchdown. He was he doing wide, so greasy. Yeah, oh he put a wide God. receiver numbers. Um, I believe I heard uh I think footballer said this, this broke a record for the most amount of catches in Arizona tight end history in a game. And I mean, this is what he was drafted to be. I forgot what round he was drafted in. Maybe it was first round. I don't know. You guys can correct me on that. Um, but he's a great tight end, he's young. Especially in dynasty leagues, I was able to pick him up in our dynasty league um, a couple weeks or like last week. I think he'll continue to do this going forward. So um, it, the tight end landscape is always nasty. I think it's somebody who can at least get a decent floor going forward. Yeah, I'm gonna stick on the tight ends here. This one, y'all can call me nasty if you want, but uh, mine is Mister QB tight end, tight end one on the week. Uh, Taysom Hill. Uh, now, I would say that B. Woods pickup, in my opinion, is, needs to come before Taysom Hill, but if you're struggling at tight end, uh, nothing's better than a tight end that gets nine carries for 63 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'd pick up Taysom Hill. Um, he had not, he tied in nine three weeks ago, tied in five last week, tied in one this week. Um, and yeah, he only had one catch, but the fact that he had five carries the week before and nine this week is just some upside that a lot of tight ends don't have. Because, you know, you're banking on some of these tight ends getting their four targets. Well, opportunities is all you can talk about. And it looks like Taysom Hill is going to get some rushing opportunities as well. Yeah. It's just one thing I'll say on, on Taysom Hill. I mean, I know people are like, oh, it's only nine carries, only five carries. But if you guys watch the games, when they're in the five, when, when they're within the five-yard line, it's not Kamara getting the ball. It's not uh, – what's his name? Williams getting the ball. Like, he's lining up in Wildcat, and he's running straight, <laughs> straight up the middle. Like, he's getting the most um, important snaps on this uh, within the five. So, I like it. Touchdown guy. No, I love it. Um, I'm with Tilly. It's like, okay, so you're going to depend on somebody to get five catches, five targets, two catches for 25 yards and touchdown? Or – a guy who might get two catches and might get eight carries. Um, at the end of the day, all you can ask for is the player to get the ball in their hands, and Taysom Hill does it better than almost any type. Like when we, I would love to look at the end of the year and see the total touches by tight ends. 
and see <laughs> who ranks where. Because yeah. I think every year we get to a point where maybe we just really need to start drafting Taysom Hill as our tight end and just like, okay, if he plays good that week, he doesn't. If he does, and he can't be worse than uh, yeah. Cole Komet, not to be rude. So right? let, me, let me put it this way. You can win without your tight end doing good. True. Like, I had point nine points for my tight end this week and won. Yeah. So and the ceiling is what it makes up for those weeks where he scores three points. Like, and then he'll give you a 20 point game. So, yeah. I, like um, I really love it. I definitely highly, I'm literally like, please pick up Taysom Hill at this point. He deserves it. Um, yeah, man. As always, thank you guys for tuning in for our week eight recap. We are officially at the halfway mark, fellas. Uh, seems like it comes and goes every year, but. Thank you guys for sticking around through this journey halfway through the season so far. Um, we appreciate y'all as always. Y'all can follow us on social media at Podcast EGS on Instagram and Twitter. The link in our bio will give you access to all episodes. Um, me and the guys, like you said, you know, we try to stay consistent. We appreciate all support you guys give us. And, um, we will see you guys in a few days.